Welcome to Hot Off the Press, a podcast that provides knowledge and emotional support for new and aspiring printers. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano. And I'm Mariah of Mariah Creates, and we are two letterpress printers who believe in sharing our knowledge and learning together. We're here to help bridge the gap between antique printing methods and modern design. So hang up your apron, put down those palette knives, and let's get into what's hot off the press. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hot Off the Press. I'm Jillian of Studio Soprano, and I am here with the always lovely Mariah of Mariah Creates. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about the two different kinds of white ink that's available to letterpress printers. Yes. Um, As with everything in letterpress, there's always a little more to it than meets the eye when it comes to our white ink. We have two options, so the transparent white and opaque white. They both have their pros and cons, and there are definitely times where you'll want to use one or the other. A question that we hear a lot is, are they interchangeable? So loads to talk about with this. Let's just get right into it. Yeah. The first one that we're going to talk about is transparent white. What is that? So transparent white is this clear-ish, very important, (laughs) clear-ish ink um, used to mix spot colors. All the formulas that you find in the Pantone guide, they all if they need any white they all call for transparent white this is because letterpress and offset inks are meant to be transparent like that is a property of them so transparent white is just like the standard base it's a little deceiving though because it is not white nor is it perfectly (laughs) clear (laughs) and honestly so i have transparent white from three different vendors And all of them vary slightly on the amount of yellow that is, and honestly, the opacity. Like, my transparent white from Southern Ink is very transparent. But my transparent white from Letterpress Inks is a little bit murkier, I want to say, would be the right word. Yeah, I think it looks like caramel. Like, it's literally, like, in the can, it's like a caramel color, um, which is obviously very confusing. So you're hearing that and you're being like, wait, (laughs) what? I thought you said it was transparent and it was white, but it's neither of those things. It's it's neither of those things, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it has a little yellow hue to it. So if you are going to swap out and mix with opaque white, I've found that sometimes I have to add a little bit of that yellow back in because otherwise the color doesn't match. I think that's a seriously like hot tip, like bookmark it right there. That is the tip of the episode. (laughs) Like if you are swapping out opaque white for transparent white and you're using a Pantone recipe, then you're probably going to need some yellow. I think that's really helpful. So when you're using, first of all, when you're using letterpress ink, you don't need a lot of it. So like in a one pound tin, this transparent white looks like caramel. But when you put a tiny dab of it onto your press... It's you can't even see it on the ink disc. So it is transparent in a lot of ways, but it's it sounds Mm -hmm. but it's in the tin in a concentrated amount. It looks like caramel, but it is still like going to be very transparent when you have the small amount that you need on the press. Yeah, Um, I actually did a test the other day and I only put transparent white on the press and it literally didn't look like anything when I printed. It looked like a true blind pass. So it's very interesting how like... Was that Southern or letterpress inks? That was Southern. Yeah. yeah when I've sweet. done it with letterpress inks, there's a little bit of a yellow hue. 
to it. Yeah, it almost looks like a little bit of like a beigey kind of like color when it's on the press and when you print uh, with just transparent white and nothing else. It's yeah. like very, very, very subtle. So it's it's very much still that blind effect, but it it does have a little bit of like a beigey color when it's printed on bright white paper. Yeah. All right. So when do you want to use transparent white? Because there are definitely times where one versus the other is beneficial. So looking at transparent white, if you want to follow the formula guide exactly, you're going to use it. That's what you got to do. Um, if there's any overprinting in your design and you want those two colors to create a new color, so a yellow and a blue overlapping to create green, you have to use transparent white because you want to maintain as much of the transparency of the inks as possible. Also, we've noticed that if it's very cold in your shop, mm-hmm. inks, ink colors that are mixed with like a large portion of transparent white tend to not have problems because they move around and they spread easier. But if you're using like a dark color or if you decide to swap out and use opaque white, you might have to use a hair dryer to heat up your press to really get that ink to spread yeah as someone who has printed in their cold (laughs) cold garage um yeah those lighter colors when you mix with opaque white there is definitely like or transparent white versus opaque white there's totally a noticeable difference in actual consistency you know I think I think that has a lot to do with like the viscosity of the two of them and that may vary from producer to producer but in general cold temps transparent white is probably going to be your friend (laughs) it's going to be helpful if nothing else yeah And then if you're using white paper, the color of the paper will show through inks mixed with transparent white. So if you're using Crane's Letra pearl white versus their bright, their fluorescent fluorescent white. white. So pearl white, if you're using transparent white inks, those colors are going to look a little more yellow because the yellow tone of the paper is going to show through them. And then if you're printing on like any colored stock, that color of the paper is going to affect your ink the way that it looks, especially if you're using transparent white. All right. So some things to note about when using transparent white is that if you're running a print through twice, it's going to look significantly darker. And the way that I think is best to verbally explain this, since we can't visually explain it, (laughs) is if you are designing in Photoshop and then you duplicated that layer and set it to multiply, you know how like drastically different the color changes? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's what happens when you hit twice when you're using inks mixed with transparent white. If you're printing like a light pink and you hit it twice, you're going to get a darker pink, like a significantly darker pink. Which, like, I don't know how many times you would really, like, use this in practice. So the reason I bring it up is because there are times where, like, let's say I've printed something and the ink was running low or whatever, or there's, like, a part of the print that didn't print. And you go and you try to just, like, hit it twice. Do a double pass, yeah. If you were printing, like, an emerald green that emerald green is now going to look black. So basically what I'm saying is you have to be cautious because if there's ever a reason that like you would need to hit twice, whether it's because you're trying to achieve better color coverage or you're trying to get a better impression. So you just want to hit it twice. Like there's definitely times where I know I'm going to have to print something twice to get the color coverage. 
yeah. you're really it, it's just something to note that like it's not gonna be subtle it is gonna be drastic when you do yeah. that with a transparent white do you think like okay yeah I- <laughs> yeah go ahead ask, well ask. like do you think with like an opaque white it's more of like okay so transparent white it's basically just multiplying the color right which I think yeah. multiply is actually the, the best way to like describe what it does it's times two pink rather than just yeah. being double pink right so maybe with opaque white it's more like the first layer puts down like the first time you print with that color it creates like a base layer and then the next one just sits kind of on top of it does that make sense it does and that is what happens because I use opaque white a lot for my light colors like my beiges and my taupes Mm -hmm. and it will be darker for sure because no ink is fully opaque but it's not as drastic. So if you're doing something with like a pattern and you want to get better ink coverage, mixing with an opaque white might be the way you want to go. And also mixing a little bit lighter than the color that you want it to be at the end so that when you do hit the print twice, you're getting the final result is a really good ink coverage, but the actual color that you want. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I like it. That's how I that's how I do it for the better male patterns. If I know it's you know Gordy. He needs special <laughs> care. Needs- <laughs> you've really done I mean, you really have mastered the like you've adapted to that press really nicely though. Like one day when you're gonna have like a big ass press that can do super great coverage, you're gonna be like, Oh, this is so easy. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be bored. <laughs> yeah, you'll be bored. You'll be bored immediately. Yeah. I wish that for you. <laughs> okay. So one last tip for transparent white is that it tends to have a higher viscosity. So it's very flowy. And if you're mixing very light colors, like let's stick with the blush example. Like you're mixing this blush, it's 90% or higher ratio of transparent white. You might notice that that ink is a little bit stickier on your rollers and you might actually need less of it. Like that is such a thing that depending on the actual mixture of your ink, how much your press needs because it could get a little soupy and then you're going to start seeing evidence of it in your prints. Um, You could technically use additives Mariah and I have not messed around with additives, but they do exist and probably for a good reason. So that's something to consider. But you also just might need less of the ink. Yeah, I think that this is a really great, um, a great point, because when you're used to using, whether regardless of what you use, whatever you're used to using, if it's transparent or opaque white in your mixes, when you switch you may have to adjust like how much ink you use because you might get inking on the shoulders of your form and all of a sudden you're getting these like super not crisp like smudgy prints and you're like what's happening is my roller height wrong is it my plate is it whatever it could be that you have too much ink and if you're used to using opaque white and you all of a sudden start working with a transparent white blend you're like that could be a very good reason why that would happen yeah that is something that i fall sub like fall victim to a lot is like when I I use mostly opaque white in my mixes unless I'm doing something like overprinting and so then when I do use something that's transparent white I'm like why does this look so weird why does this look so different why is it not working right it's because it's it's truly different like it is a different consistency it's a different 
product because it's transparent. It's harder to, you know, like there's a different way of like when you mix the ink, knowing what that's going to look like on the press versus your opaque white is going to feel different. It's you just have to kind of adapt to a little bit. So it is really interesting to think about. But yeah, yeah, that viscosity creates a hugely different effect when you print and you'll just have to kind of learn what to look for. Yeah, I actually forgot to mention that, but the color when you're mixing like the pool of ink that'll be on your mixing plate when you're do when you're using transparent white is so completely different than how it's going to print and I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards opaque white because they feel like it's more obvious it's not as much of a guessing game but if you get good at your drawdowns I really love the way that transparent white prints. And I like the vibrance of colors that you can get when you're using it because it's just pure pigment. Like there's nothing muddying it down. Yeah, that is truly interesting. I tend to gravitate towards opaque white um, because I like being able to kind of predict what it's going to look like on the press. That being said, no matter what you use, whether it's transparent or opaque... (laughs) you're definitely going to put it on the press and have to make adjustments at some point. Like it just is what it is. That's just ink mixing in general. But um, yeah, Yeah. I definitely think the like knowing what it looks like on the ink mixing palette versus on the press and on paper is two different things. Um, So yeah, that's fun to think about. Okay. Let's talk about opaque white. So what is it? It's probably what you would immediately think of when we said white ink (laughs) and it's a little thicker. It's very like dense compared to uh, transparent white. But what's deceiving about it is that opaque white is not truly 100% opaque. It will show up as white in the tin, on your mixing palette, but it's not going to print the way something like screen printing would. It's going to still be a little bit like there's still, I think, a little bit of transparency just because you're using so little ink on letterpress and because, especially if you're using like fine lines and things or really small text, there's just not a lot of surface coverage. So, you know, although it is technically opaque white and it looks nice and solid white when you're mixing it and all of that, even when you're putting it on the ink disc, it's still not going to print on a piece of black paper as 100% solid white. Yeah. So when do you want to use it? When you're printing um, like an off-white uh, or an off- on a colored paper stock, the opaque white tends to help the ink color retain its hue instead of allowing too much of the color to kind of disappear um, or allowing too much of the color of the paper itself to show through. So when you're talking about like a beige on a pearl white or ivory cotton paper, maybe you want to use opaque white in that beige mix just because it's going to kind of pop a little more and it's easier to see the color of the, like the ink itself when you're mixing. So you have a little more visual control over the mix itself. When you're doing overlays, so you're printing over something you've already printed, but you don't want to see that first color through the second one or the third one, or you don't want those colors to kind of combine and make a third shade, then you're going to probably want to use opaque white as well. You'll still see some of the color below, but it won't be quite as obvious as transparent white. And kind of like we talked about briefly, opaque white tends to kind of sit, I think, on the paper a little better too. Maybe it's because of that thicker viscosity, but I think it just kind of sits on the paper a little different as well. And then kind of the opposite thesis, but if it's really hot in your shop, opaque white has that lower viscosity, so it's thicker. It'll hold up a little better in a hot shop than transparent white will. It's definitely not as soupy. The opaque white I have is from our friends at Southern Ink, and it's nice and thick, so it's very much the opposite of transparent white. Like, I could probably pour out my tin of transparent white, whereas my opaque white is, like, 
a blizzard from DQ. You can flip it upside down and it'll be just fine. Um, <laughs> so yeah. big difference there. And so, you know, if you're like working in the middle of summer in an outdoor shop in the South, then you're probably going to want to use opaque white when you can. Yeah. I really love some of these points because they remind me of the fact that I now design and mix color based upon experience with these two. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. If I'm designing a pattern and let's say it's like strawberries, right? So I have a pink and then the green little stem and I don't really want the pink and the green to overlap and make like a black if it's slightly misprinted. I will strategically mix my green with opaque white so that if any of them are slightly misaligned, I'm not getting this like black overlap. I'm getting more of like a darker green yeah you know what I mean yeah that's totally smart I really enjoy that I enjoy the fact that like you can make us you can make a very educated decision as to which inks to use Um, whether it's because of the temperature in your shop or how you want things to print like for me I get a lot of people asking for blue printed on Mm. pearl white and I don't think they realize that like blue inks on this like ivory paper are not going to look pure blue So then it's like, I have to mix with opaque white because I want to give them like the best chance to like look blue and not greeny. Especially that like bright, like French blue. I feel like that's a really common. Yeah. I don't know what I think Gamund calls it like. Azure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That color is like so like bright and not like a dusty blue. It's more of like a bright soft blue. Yeah. There's specific colors that when you're going for that shade and you're printing on a paper that's not bright white and you want that color to remain bright, that's a great time to use opaque white. (laughs) I feel like that all rhymed. Um, But anyway. Yeah. So, okay. A few things to note about opaque white, the color of your, we talked about this as well, but the color of the ink on your mixing tray or your, your glass palette, whatever you're mixing on will definitely differ from the color that prints. And again, a lot of that has to do with just, you know, you're looking at a puddle of ink versus a tiny line that's printed on your press. Um, and it's always recommended to do a, a drawdown of the ink color on a piece of paper, partic- like particularly on the color that you're going to be printing, which is helpful, the color paper that you're going to be printing on before you even put it on your press, just to make sure mm-hmm. that it's right. That'll save you some struggle and strife later, and it'll probably save you from cleaning up the press at least once in your life. You, I, We've also um, heard of people mixing the opaque white with silver, just like a dab of silver ink, which will help with a little bit of coverage if you're trying to print like actually one, like you're actually trying to print white on paper. We actually saw in a Facebook group, somebody who had posted a photo um, where they did a 50% silver mix with 50% opaque white, and they printed a single pass on like a medium brown craft paper, and it looked pretty opaque. So experiment with that a little bit and see if, you know, if you're trying to print white on a colored stock of some kind, give it a shot. You know, you might be surprised and play around with how much ink you have on the press and a little bit of silver or 50% silver in the mix and see how that goes. You could also try hitting your print twice with opaque white and that'll help the coverage as well. But it's still considering these things probably never going to be as solid as like a screen print um, or definitely never as solid as white foil. If you want super solid white printing, foil is probably your best bet. 
Yep. You can also, you know, consider that when you're hitting your print twice with a color that's mixed with opaque white, so we're talking colors, not just white itself, um, it will increase the coverage. It'll darken the shade a little bit. It's not as dramatic as a difference uh, as you would see if you were mixing that color with transparent white, but it will still darken the color a little bit when you do a double pass on something. Um, I think that's pretty just like standard because you're literally adding twice the ink in the same exact area. So it's just kind of yeah. expected to just assume that it's going to be darker than the first pass was. <laughs> yep. It sounds simple, but until you do it a couple of times, you don't realize, you know. <clears throat> Can I tell you something that I did the other day that I actually haven't told you about yet, which is shocking? First of all, how is that possible? But second <laughs> of all, absolutely. Tell me. I don't know. Okay, so I, first off, I don't know how people who have windmills don't have super high anxiety because even when I am the person feeding each sheet into my press, I could still somehow get 15 sheets. Like 15 sheets could go by where something was not printing right. Before you notice something wrong. Yeah. yeah. So the other day I noticed that the very end of my plate, there was a little something that didn't print and mm. it went for maybe 10 sheets. Don't know why it all of a sudden started happening, but it just did. So I knew because of the color, I knew because of the mixture of the color that if I were to hit these again, they wouldn't be usable. Like they're just going to look too dark. Yeah. So I would let the, I would let the rollers ink up the plate and then I wiped off everything, but what didn't print and then I would print it. No, that sounds exhausting. But I only had to do it for like 10, but oh, yeah, let me true. tell you, Mariah. It looked amazing. Like that's I was, so funny. I was mind blown because in the past I would just be like, well, these 10 prints get sacrificed now, but you know, with paper shortages and everything, I will like do my damnedest. Like if it doesn't have to be sacrificed, I will not throw it out. That's really so. funny. That's very creative of you. I would never, you know what I probably would have done. I probably would have like cut off the rest of the plate and just left that one word and just run the whole thing through again, you know, but like, yeah, I think that's pretty clever. I like that. That's a fun solution. Yeah. It works so well. It's definitely not something you could do if you're running your press with a motor, but if you have the opportunity say, to like hand turn your flywheel. Yeah. It, I would yeah. have to, I would have to hand turn each but of those. But I just those, can't but. imagine like if I like walked away from my windmill and came back because there was like no rhyme or reason why it started doing it because of course it immediately stopped. Like I didn't yeah. change anything to fix it. I just stopped running the press and then started running the press again. It must have like slipped or something like the ink, like the rollers must have slipped or the ink disc slipped or something weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Something strange happens, but that's so weird. Yeah, yeah there's so. there's a never ending like dialogue between Julian and I where we're constantly just like today this thing is not printing correctly in the middle of my plate for no reason. And today it's over inking and tomorrow it's doing something else different. Like <laughs> every day of printing is an actual adventure. <sighs> Oh, sometimes my God. I go as soon as I open the garage, I like take the cover off Gordy and I'm like, what will it be today, sir? <laughs> like, today are we friends or are we enemies? <laughs> what what challenges will you be serving on a silver platter for me? What valuable life lesson will I be taught today? <laughs> How many beers do I need to go buy? <laughs> Literally. Oh, my God. Should I take my anxiety meds now or later? <laughs> okay. I really enjoyed this episode. And, oh, wait. Let's just talk about real quick. Let's go back to that question. Are they interchangeable? Like, this whole oh, yeah. episode kind of talks about it. But let's let's 
address it directly. Are they perfectly interchangeable? Perfectly? No. no. Interchangeable? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I I personally love to use opaque white in place of transparent white. You just have to find out what you like about one or the other and what you're printing. And I mean, every time Jillian and I work through another project that we've never done before, we learn something about like, you know, whether to use opaque or transparent white or, you know, how to properly mock this up so you know kind of what you're going to want when you print um, based on like your strawberry example. And I feel like you just as you go, you learn to design smarter and you learn to, for example, mix your ink because you know that your strawberries might overlap in some cases. And so, you know, just like working around those possible problems, getting ahead of those of those curves, if you will, mm -hmm. can be really helpful. So I think yeah. I think everyone should experiment. And on a on a note of mixing and are they interchangeable? Um, my opaque white, transparent white are both rubber based. Um, I definitely have mixed them with other producers of ink. So I have a couple different, you know, suppliers in my ink drawer and I've also mixed them with oil-based ink and they've all printed and dried just fine. So obviously that <laughs> may be different based on what you're using, but it is definitely possible. So when we talk about like the silver for getting like a white ink coverage, yeah, most silvers, I think, if not all, are going to be oil-based, whereas most opaque whites are going to be rubber-based. But I personally would say try it. See what you think. But yep. do not leave it on your press overnight. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I really agree with you. And I think a lot of people have asked me what they should order first. Because of course, when you start printing, you're whipping out your credit card like every day to buy something else that you need just to get started. I would actually put it this way. If you've got like a good scale, go for the transparent white because it's just following a recipe. Like it's literally figuring yeah. out the grams you need and you, you might math. have to. Yeah, it's. It's not often that you have to tweak those formulas if you're mixing with transparent white. Especially not in the beginning when Especially you're Especially not in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you do need a really accurate scale. When I first started, I was trying to – I would, like, take a scoop out of my ink cans, and I was trying to visually divide them up into 10 so that I could figure <laughs> out a percentage of 100 just from, like, these little blobs of ink. That is when you're going to get some wild things. Very wild okay, results. Funny you say that because I literally still do that. Unless I. <laughs> but you, but you if... mix with opaque white though, right? So first of all, I only do that on like my own design stuff. If I'm printing for like a client or somebody has a Pantone that they're, they want printed, I don't obviously do it then. But right. for my own work or like readings or things like that, I totally yeah. eyeball the shit out of it. Like I'm just like. It looks right. And then I'll just adjust if I need to. Like, I totally. But yes, you are right. I'm usually using opaque white when I'm winging it. If I'm winging it, opaque white is going to be my friend. Yeah. Unless I'm specifically going for like an overlay or something like that, that is going to re require that transparency. Um, but yeah, I, to I totally wing it. I use the Pantone guide as a guide for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not me. I break out I break out my little scale and my little thing like almost every single time, even if I'm just mixing like the only times I don't break out my scale is if I have two colors left over from different projects and I'm printing better mail. So like the end result color doesn't matter. Exactly. I will literally just mix those two colors together and be like, let's see what I get. <laughs> yeah. What's in the box today? Um, okay. I propose this challenge to people then. So if you're not does, if you're not printing some, if you're printing something that does not rely on a specific Pantone match, 
maybe that's your chance to experiment with some opaque white. See what you get. See how it turns out. See what it looks like, you know, when you actually mix it versus on the press and see how the consistency and the amount of ink feels and, you know, However, if you're definitely if you're still new, but if you're really trying to match the Pantone guide, you're probably going to want to go with transparent white just to make sure it's super accurate. Um, I think that's a good like, like yeah. a summary, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. yeah, there you all go. personal preference. You they're all going to look great. Um, do as we say, not as we do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mariah, thank you. So, it was so great to see your face. Thank you. You too. For some time with oh me. my gosh! Yeah, um, this is going to be one of our last few episodes of season two, which is crazy. Oh we have so gosh. many exciting things happening this fall, um, and most importantly, the International Print Museum is having their printers fair. It's going to be October 22nd and 23rd in Carson, California. And obviously Jillian will be there because she's local, but your friend Mariah is also going to be there traveling from Minnesota to be a part of the printer's fair and hot off the press is going to have a table there. And there will be demonstrations of Heidelbergs and foil presses and all kinds of really fun stuff, including some merch from yours truly and uh some other print goodies and i think they're even selling like equipment and stuff too so yeah yeah super fun and i can't believe we are at the tail end of season two so we should probably like fill you guys in on the fact that like we've decided that hot off the press is gonna go uh three seasons every year because we really like that we fully believe that you know giving yourself breaks is good And um, we have an amazing season finale prepared for you guys. But then we also have a very epic winter season, season three coming. Yes. With so many great ideas, so many great topics, really good interviews. And we're going to be giving you guys stuff on the regular. So season three is going to buckle in. Because it's going to be a good time. Um, But first and foremost, come see us at the Printer's Fair. We would love to see your bright, shiny faces. We want to hear all about your presses, what their names are, what what kind of machine they are, (laughs) how long you've had them, where they came from. Tell us everything. Whether you like opaque white or transparent white. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Yes. So come see us in Carson, California at the International Print Museum in October and come say hello to your podcast friends. And uh, yeah, we'll be sharing some more on Instagram as that comes closer. We'll share links to buy tickets and all of the things you need to know. Um, And then once we get close to the beginning of season three, we will tell you all about our big plans um, for the next season and the rest of the year. So Thanks for tuning in as always. We love having you all here with us and uh, hopefully you learned something today, but you also know that you have a friend in the letterpress world. (laughs) Two thumbs up to that. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.